if you're listening to this, then it's 2023 at last. The loop has been broken. We're freed. With help, of course, from our lovely patrons, including Scribbles, Carlo, and a new friend, Ducky. Happy New Year. Hello, welcome to Fully Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Mod Pencil. On paper, today's Probably Bad RPG idea is design your horror campaign to exploit the base primal fears of deep sea anglerfish. So I really like this concept. Not this specific concept, because I think this is just going to end up with a slightly bizarre campaign, but the general idea of You've got beings formed on human ideas and emotions and concepts. Mm-hmm. And I feel there should be beings formed on other species like concept. And yeah, actually, I think we were talking last time a bit about humans seeing Cthulhu the way that like insects would see humans. Yeah. So this this feels kind of like building on last last episode. Yeah. Like you have sort of because, yeah, you'd have a being that was like the fear of, I guess, say, the fear of depressurization. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a thing that humans have. But humans, like, stumble onto it and maybe it's sort of, like, maybe it tries to find analogous things like the fear of having Just too much. It turns into a blobfish. Or it turns you into a blobfish. But, yeah, I was thinking, like, yeah, ha- give, like, the fear of having too much responsibility or that kind of thing and being metaphorically mm-hmm. depressurized. And also turning into a blobfish. But it's yeah. metamorphosis underwater level. Yeah. You turn into a blobfish, but you still have to go to work. <laughs> you turn to a blobfish and also you're forced to do trolley problems by a blobfish. Sorry, for a moment my brain processed that as you have to do trolley problems and purchase a blobfish. <laughs> Like I feel that's the other way around where like some kind of embodiment of capitalism somehow ends up in the fish mindscape and he just needs to teach fish about money. I mean, we've taught monkeys about money and they immediately invented prostitution. I I don't know if fish have sex for pleasure, but I I like to imagine that they would do the same thing. There's only one way to find out. Exactly. But yeah, I think because, um, okay, so the RPG Champions, which is a superhero RPG, mm-hmm. it does have realms formed of, like, other beings. Like, it has the realm formed of the plant minds. That's what the world tree is. It's the realm that plants form with their mind. And if humans go in, all of their sensory input is replaced with the kind of sensory input plants have. And it's very confusing and disorienting. And I really like that's an idea. Different levels of, like... Wet toes. Yeah. You are only capable of perceiving moist. See, I I, I like this a lot, because I... I genuinely am struggling to think of what anglerfish would fear, other than, like, larger, sexier anglerfish. I mean, I feel that's a fear that, like, could very easily be, like, <laughs> translated to the human form. The fear of evil himbos. But they've got anglerfish faces. Aren't male anglerfish the basically tiny little parasites, though? Fair. 
evil herbos with anglerfish faces. Yeah, it's... No, this... The problem is, when you say big, scary women, that sounds less like a fear and more like a large amount of the art on Tumblr. I, I would count a large amount of the art on Tumblr as a fear I have. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess anglerfish fear starvation, but that's like... Yeah. So do humans. I mean, maybe there's stuff in the depths of the ocean that we don't fear enough because we don't we don't encounter them. Actually, that would be an interesting way of doing that. Is like you know you're perusing the animal mindscapes. I don't want to judge what you get up to on a Friday night, um, and you find that all deep sea fish have this very intense fear of that thing two hundred meters down. Scared of that one disco jellyfish. There's one jellyfish that knows how to hack, and it's hacking everyone's laptops. <laughs> that didn't really follow on from what you said at all, but it's the idea I just came up with. Yeah, I was trying to work out <laughs> what the connection between disco and hacking was. I think my brain assumed disco jellyfish was a type of jellyfish. <laughs> no, it's just... I don't know what it's called, but it's this deep-sea jellyfish that lights up all different colours, and it's really pretty. Support it. All but also, I've decided that anglerfish fear it. <laughs> they personally only fear the fact that Disco is dead. That's Maybe Disco they're... isn't dead <laughs> that far down, which is why they all light up like that, and They've they all... fear the death of Disco. Yeah, Disco jellyfish are actually like Disco rockers who recognise Disco as dying, jumped into the sea, and started a new life in the abyssal zone. <laughs> okay, remind me to put Disco mermaids in my D and D setting. The ocean is like a haven for people who like still use. Uh, all your bases belong to us as a meme, and who still listen to disco. Those two things definitely line up chronologically. Yeah. People who care about history are also in the underwater, like, underwater base. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like this, but the other way I interpreted it was kind of like Hidden Heroes Eldritch Horror. Hmm. Which is, I feel like, is a is just a lot of children's books, yeah, to some extent. But this, uh, you play animals, hmm. and they're going through this horrible, like, eldritch horror or survival campaign. But the thing that they're running from is like the local cat population. Okay, yeah, that works, and like. You're all male anglerfish running away from a big sexy lady. Why are they running away from the big sexy lady? You're going to assimilate them into her ribs. Oh no. I don't think that's where they go. That's, that's completely wrong. That's not how anatomy works on any level. I mean, assimilating them at all. Hmm. Like that, maybe it's like anglerfish fleeing the Borg. It's like, no, I don't want to be part of the collective. You have to roll to not be seduced. Roll reverse seduction. Hmm. But yeah, like, I feel like, because the fundamental problem is that the deep sea is boring. Like, the animals there are very cool, but they don't do anything. They feast on carcasses. Yeah, but you know, Presumably same. they bone, or 
whatever you call boning when you don't have bones. Okay, so what I think I would do if I was doing this is you're a deep sea fish. Is you would bone an anglerfish. I would. Assimilate them to your carcass. After I've done that, I'll make an RPG. And in the RPG, you'll be uh, all deep sea fish. And you swim up to, like, the light parts of the sea, and it's all portrayed as this eldritch and bizarre place full of brightly coloured life and everything's glowing for some reason and everything's massive and it's all very concerning oh that deep sea creatures discovering not just depressurization but also the sun you just go up and it's the biggest anglerfish you've ever seen and your only purpose is to somehow get up there and merge with it this this is no longer a horror game. This is fucking the sun. You are anglerfish, and your quest is to fuck the sun. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely like there's definitely some like anglerfish are gonna see the brightly cut like coral reef as fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like they have literally never seen this much stuff in their life. There's so much food up here, but at what cost? Mm. There's massive amounts of food. Okay, you know what it would be like? You know those sort of stories where it's like, ah, this peasant has somehow ended up part of the nobility and has incredible wealth now, but also all the nobility are trying to kill them in elaborate nobility games. Mm -hmm. And what I am indeed saying is that clownfish are the entitled nobles of the ocean. I'm going to need an explanation for this one. There's a lot of food up there, and all of them are scheming against each other. And that is a large part of wildlife, I'll give you that. Yeah. Whereas anglerfish are like the salt of the earth, farmers of the sea. I don't know, maybe if the anglerfish are introduced to so much food and survive depressurization, They'll find themselves acting just like the entitled noble yeah. clownfish. This, this is the, this is the story. Can the anglerfish keep to their anglerfish identity in this new world? And eventually, they discover super depressurization, grow legs, and get jobs as accountants. Fishy class traitors. Yeah, that's the title of the RPG. You realize this has to be the next <laughs> RPG you and Nick make now, right? But- Join our Patreon for Fishy Class Traitors, a story of you trying to avoid being seduced by a clownfish. Uh, the, the third way I read the original prompt is you're just playing your game for anglerfish. Like, you've broken into an aquarium, you're stood by the deep sea exhibit, and you're giving scene descriptions into the glass. A lot of questions. Hmm. Speaking of questions, our first question is anonymous. Any advice for running a one-shot for my colleagues? Sorry, the, the reason there was a long pause there was I assumed you were going to immediately suggest several HR violations. I, well, I was actually about to start talking. So I aware of the concept of fighting the boss. Are you suggesting using this as, like, stealth unionization? Yes. Have you considered getting all of your members into a, all of your colleagues into a LARP where they have to pay to be in the LARP? But as part of LARP activities, you do things like demand higher wages and refuse to work in inhumane conditions. Uh, and you get EXP every time you get given another right. And eventually you level up to valued members of like 
the organization. That's definitely one concept. Hmm. Failing that, massive HR violations. <laughs> I feel like you could also use it as like a training exercise. Like, yeah. Whatever you do in your job. Because I'm assuming that colleagues is like, you're on about the same level. Yeah. Like, these are now your stats. What? Like, oh, I've got a plus three in Microsoft Office. <laughs> I think you only have to sit down and figure out, like, how high your actual stats are at your job. And I don't think that would cause any inter-team inter conflict. Oh, yeah. Like, the best way to do it is definitely to make, like, collaborate on each other's sheets. Everyone votes to see who's the best at their job. And they, are, they get to be the DM mm. and take everyone else through the adventure of learning to be good at their jobs. Yeah, this could only go well. Yeah. I think what... Yeah, the other way I was thinking is this does require you to be the boss. So you're a clash trait efficient in this situation. Mm -hmm. But they play uh, the game... And how could they do it? The game depends on their wage. Uh, how could they do it on the game determines their wage, even? That, that makes more sense, although I am intrigued by the I other feel... one, you, which is essentially just pay to, pay to win. Yeah, like, this is where the boss comes down as like, I would like a lot of XP, and you're like, that's a really story. Like, if you don't give me it, you're fired, and that's why you should have joined my previous lock. <laughs> But yeah, um, you collect treasure in the game and you only get given wages equal to the amount of treasure you get. Which again, there's no way that that will go wrong. Technically, I don't believe that's a HR violation. I think it's just illegal. Yeah. There is also the option of doing... Like, basically the same thing, except it's a different job. Hmm. All of you... Like, if you do all work in an office, LARP, play, LARP working in McDonald's, by which I mean break into a McDonald's. LARP, LARP your boss's job by breaking into his office and throwing him out the window and then sitting there. I'm really adamant on revolution for this one. RPG okay. for the job you want, not the job yeah. you have. Everyone, like, it's like, a, I know, World of Darkness or some other Monday game, but everyone shows up role-playing themselves in the job they'd rather be doing rather than this dead-end hellhole. If Rock. someone turns up as a sexy vampire, they're immediately fired. <laughs> Role-play as the person you would be if you hadn't given the best years of your life to this asshole place. I think we should possibly stop before I cross the line into <laughs> inciting actual violence. Roll initiative to on Jeff. You've already done that. Roll initiative on Jeff Bezos with your own fists. Uh, so our second question <laughs> is from Hornet Protector. I would love to hear more about Moon World. Okay. So this is because last episode, if you remember, listeners and also pencil. Um, we got asked about making different worlds for a planet hopping campaign and got slightly sidetracked in the idea of instead of doing that 
doing it basically on the moons around a planet like Jupiter. And I, I guess we need to go back to that sidetrack. Like, so I really like this as a sci-fi setting, because, you know, if you look at Jupiter, um, which you should all go do, Jupiter's cool. It's um, pretty. Like, it has, it has at least four planets that you could, like, life could evolve on if it was nearer the sun. By planets, do you mean moons? Yes, the only difference is where, what they're orbiting. Um, mm -hmm. So it has at least at least four bodies that would be capable of evolving life if it was nearer the, moon, nearer the sun. And, you know, if you're willing to fiddle with science a bit, you probably get the rest of them. And, like, so we've got other worlds with other ecosystems and other sentient life. But they're not... And that's the thing as well, is, like, this is not Jupiter. This is fantasy Jupiter. Yeah. So you can do what you want ecologically. Yeah, you can give it as many as many moons as you like. And Although, I feel like you should still name all of the moons after the girlfriends of the god <laughs> that the planet is named after, because mm. I always find that very fun about name Jupiter's all... moons. Name all of the planets after your exes. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Especially if you're playing with them. <laughs> so my point regarding the planets mm -hmm. is that you've got sort of the benefits of a space opera because you've got all these different planets with different sapient life and different ecosystems and probably different ecologies. But you've also, if you're aiming for it, it could be a lot more realistic as to why you can jump between all these planets relatively quickly. You don't need to come up with some faster and light thing. It's just, yeah, they're in the same orbit. And also just, yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's basically a space opera, but it's all really close by. So it's, it's like if Star Wars, but all of the planets were like a day's journey apart. Yeah. And you could have planets that grew up knowing that there was other life on... Grew up? Evolved knowing <laughs> that there was other life on... This is, this is a different idea again, as sentient planets. Yeah, uh, I meant civilizations that evolved, but also all the planets are just babies floating through space. Um, you have to build a giant dummy and put it in the baby's mouth to stop it crying and destroying several civilizations. But... Going on a cross-planet expedition to find the planet's mouth. Hmm. But yeah, so it's just, yeah, because you'd have species that grew up knowing that there were other species in the universe and those other species were like just a technological leap away, like they just need to invent a plane. Because you'd have lower, you'd have lower escape velocity too, because moons are smaller. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to get there with just planes. Yeah, it would have to be like airtight planes, though. Yeah, like you know, they have to be engineered stuff. planes. But and now we're back to anglerfish. Yeah, um... <laughs> there are space anglerfish swimming in between the planets. Yeah, you just, you just I guess reverse anglerfish because there's no pressure rather than high pressure. But that's yeah. another sidetrack. Reverse anglerfish are completely glowy except for one little dark bit, and also they continuously exclude uh, exude tiny males. Um... Oh, but so yeah. they're eusocial. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to say is that, so this is, this is I, you've accidentally stumbled onto a rabbit hole I fell down, you've activated my trap <laughs> card, uh, <laughs> is discussion as to whether or not life could evolve in space. And it might be able to in a planetary ring, because then there's like enough 
places for it to land and enough resources for it to get. Mm -hmm. So you could have space ecology between the planets. And that would be interesting as well. Like you'd have sort of, especially if the life forms were interacting with the life forms on the planets. So yeah, this would be a really cool setting. Asteroid mermaids. Yeah, asteroid mermaids. Asteroid sirens who tempt you to fly your space plane towards them and crash into the asteroid. That would, yeah, because that would work really well if there was like had been regular travel between the planets for quite some time. And you yeah, just like have... they, they do like distress signals or something. Hmm. Okay, I actually really like this setting. Uh, sorry, um, da, 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 da. sorry, Holder Protector, you're not actually allowed to use this. I'm copywriting it. This is my setting now. Um, is, the, is this for when we finish writing Chimus, the RPG yeah, we're working on? We I'm do this next. I'm copywriting this concept. I'm copywriting Jupiter. It's mine now. <laughs> you know what? I bet no one owns the copyright to Jupiter. Yeah. Um, if any of you have mentioned Jupiter uh, since the start of this podcast, you do now owe me money. Um, <laughs> but yes. Because, yeah, because you'd have. So you'd have, on the one hand, civilizations that have been in regular contact with aliens for maybe centuries, but also still at reasonably modern technology. Because mm -hmm. that's a lot of the problem with sci-fi things, is you have, okay, these people have all this advanced technology, but, you know, they're still capitalists and they're still running around like mostly normal humans. And why has nobody uploaded themselves into a VR super simulation yet? And if this one you wouldn't really get that problem, you could have a reasonably human-like world, human-like modern-day world. Because I have read some sci-fi that has that kind of vibe to it, uh, The mm. Crystal Singers, highly recommended. And right. it does work really well just as a kind of... Everyone has the human foibles that we're used to, mm. but also the setting's cooler. Yeah, basically, what if what if late stage capitalism, but there were aliens? Yeah, yeah, and you know, late stage capitalism sucks. I would like it a lot better if every so often, good people from Europa showed up and also cried over having to do work. And you know, maybe occasionally a billionaire gets got by the asteroid sirens. Yeah, your job is to get all of the planets to unionize. I, I yeah, I apologize for this podcast just being me advocating joining a union. I mean mm. I, I have now joined a union is the thing. Now that I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so far it's going great. I haven't yeah. used them, Patreon but they're there Lord, and that's subscribe nice. Subscribe to hire the value and we'll join a union. <laughs> Again, I have already joined you. We'll join all the unions. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Patreon Discord not, in a way, a union because they t team up on us? In a way, it's not any organization a union. Unionize, unionize against your no. DM. I, I mean, I feel like some. Terrible DMs have probably had that happen. I've read enough RPG horror stories. 
Um, but yes, we do have a Patreon, in fact, where you can get bonus episodes, homebrews, um, which are for D&D 5e, because that's the one that we can legally do them for. I don't know why I specified that this time. This is another reason we should fight against capitalism with the squid people from Europa. Oh, yeah. Um, at higher levels, there is also monthly games made by Pencil and our editor, Nick. I don't actually know what the most recent one was. Most recent one was um, Santa Claus is coming to town and you need to prepare to fight him. Excellent. The exact opposite of our previous Christmas one, which was being a bunch of different Santas who all have to go up against each other. Sadly, there's no way to combine them yet, but who knows? But, you know, if you join at the $20 a month level, you can get access to both and try. Um, and yeah, we also have a Patreon Discord where we talk about RPG stuff and occasionally play one-shots. So, thank you for listening, and, and remember, remember to have, have a probably bad, bad day. day. Bye.